As our liturgy began, I asked you a question. The question was whether or not you would go to a dump for a vacation, a retreat, or for spiritual renewal. And I asked you to ponder that question in light of the lessons for today. Our gospel today has the parable of a landowner who decides to plant a fig tree in a vineyard. Why plant a fig tree in a vineyard? According to one source, wine growers would plant fig trees to check if the soil was any good. Fig trees have an aggressive root system that help them survive in the most inhospitable areas. So they can grow in nutritionally poor soil. Vines for wine growing have the same character. So if the fig tree wouldn't be able to grow, the place wasn't any good for cultivation, and the farmers would move on to find another place where a vineyard could be harvested. So basically, the land where the fig tree was is a wasteland. It's a place where the cultivation of figs and the cultivation of wine is impossible. Yet the gardener, Jesus, intervenes and offers that manure can work miracles. And so that place possibly becomes transformed into a place of growth and cultivation. In other words, the presence of God, God's most Holy Spirit, transforms a wasteland into a site of divine revelation. Here's another example. I'm going to invite you to take a look at your bulletin and tell me where Moses receives his revelation. Go, take a look at your bulletin. Tell me from the first lesson, where does Moses receive his revelation? Burning bush. But before that, it happens, yes, in the burning bush. And where is the burning bush? The wilderness. And there's a place. Where was it? Horeb. Horeb. Now, if you have a pen, I'm going to invite you to underline that word, Horeb. And I'm going to invite you to take the bulletin with you. In Hebrew, the name Horeb literally means wasteland or place of extreme dryness. And it is there that Moses receives the divine disclosure of God and his particular call. In the words of my good friend, Father Dick Burnett, God has a sense of humor, for God uses the worst real estate to make a point. This wasteland is where God discloses God's self where Moses confronts his own inadequacies and offers them up to God. And it is the place where God commissions Moses for a distinct purpose. Years later, Horeb is also the place that the prophet Elijah, remember him from the transfiguration lesson we read a few weeks ago on the last Sunday after the Epiphany? Where Elijah 
fleeing the wrath of a regime that wanted to take him out because God used Elijah victoriously over false prophets and over a corrupt regime escapes to. Remember, Elijah had been just had been mightily used by God. And Elijah expected that the people would just hand over their lives for God. Yet that sort of mass repentance wasn't happening. After receiving a death threat from the queen, we see Elijah running for his life. And while he was out in the wilderness, God sends an angel to give him food for the journey ahead. Food for a 40-day journey to that wasteland called Horeb. Both Elijah and Moses are exhausted, and they are fleeing. One is fleeing from a conflicted and complicated past. The other is fleeing for fear of his present circumstances. They are stuck, they are lost, and they feel the life cannot go on. It is at this moment that they come to Horeb, that wasteland that God works through in order to be a place of revelation. They learn more about themselves on that wasteland and recognize their purpose. More than that, they experience that God is with them as they move onwards in life. I'm going to date myself by offering a scene. There's a scene in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Luke Skywalker and R2 land their X-Wing in a swamp, a wasteland called Dagobah. It is a swamp, a place of mud, decay, where one confronts fear, and yet... It is that place where the Jedi Master Yoda appears to teach Luke about the Force, concentration, and focus. Luke is invited to face his own inadequacy in that wasteland. His X-Wing has sunk almost entirely beneath the surface of Dagobah, and Luke says, no, will never be able to get the X-Wing out. And Yoda, in that very wise voice and tone, says, So certain are you. Always with you it cannot be done. Hear you nothing that I say? Luke goes on, Master, moving stones around is one thing, but this is totally different. Yoda, says, no, no different, only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Luke, on hearing this, sighs. All right, I'll give it a try. Yoda says, no, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Luke sighs and tries to lift the X-Wing out of the swamp using the Force, and he fails. He tells Yoda, I can't, it's too big. 
Yoda looks him straight in the eye and says, Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm. Well, you should not. For my ally is the Force, and a powerful ally it is. Life it creates. It makes grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. And then Yoda touches Luke's arm. You must feel the force around you, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. Luke stands up to leave and says, you want the impossible. Well, friends, I think Luke is right. He can't do it because he has no power in himself. He has no power to move mountains or a spaceship, as Yoda says. He must rely on the Force. Moses is right to feel ambivalent. His training as a prince of Egypt will not help him lead an enslaved people who, as we know, are unruly. Elijah is right to fear for his life, for the powers and the principalities of this world are against him. The landowner in the gospel is right to assess that the land has no capacity to grow either figs or wine. Yet in all of these cases, there is an intervention. For the landowner, it was the gardener who takes on the responsibility to till the soil, dig, and add the nutrient of manure. For Luke, it was Yoda. Yoda closes his eyes, if you remember that scene, and reaches out to the X-wing through the force. R2 starts chiming and beeping excitedly as the X-Wing, seemingly by magic, floats up out of the swamp. And to a ver very surprised sign of Luke. Luke turns to Yoda saying, I don't believe it. Blinking wisely, Yoda simply states, that is why you fail. For Elijah and Moses, it is God who reveals God's self and says, the God of your ancestors, the I am, is the one who is sending you. For us, sometimes our lives feel empty. Sometimes we feel that we embody a wasteland, a desert where we lack hope, vigor, creativity, or even the will to move forward. Perhaps this is where the Collect for today gives us a potent truth. We have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. So, beloved, would you go to a dump for a retreat? And what if our lives feel that, that, like that very wasteland? Like Moses, Elijah, and Luke Skywalker, I too. I am consistently unsure of myself, wondering what is my purpose. There are times like them, I wonder if I am adequate and what my next steps will be. And that's when I rely on the arms of God. 
For if God can transform a wasteland or a dump into a place of divine activity, perhaps God can use you and me and transform us to bear fruit in this world. So this Lent, I invite you to examine the landscape of your lives and offer it to God, who can transform the most dire circumstances into a place of deep encounter.